Welcome to the Sports Gods Pick Show. This is Ace, your host. Anthony. Yo, it's Malik here. <clears throat> welcome nice to show. welcome to Thanksgiving week at the Sports Gods Pick Show. We got the Houston Texans at the Detroit Lions, which why anybody wants to watch this game, I don't know. Because both of these teams are trash, but they always put it on because tradition. We got the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington football team at the four o'clock game. Although this is actually for the division at this point because uh, Philadelphia just keeps on keeping on. Still trash. And we got the good game of the week, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. And somehow all of these spreads are within three points of each other because all of these teams are evenly matched. So we'll either have some really bad football or some really good football three times in a row. So let's get started with the Houston Texans versus the Detroit Lions, the first game at 12 noon with a two and a half point spread. And the money line for the favorite, which is the Houston Texans, which are at Detroit, are minus 43 and a half. The Detroit Lions are plus 120, and the over under is 50 and a half. So they expect a lot of fireworks in this one. Malik, what do you got to say? Well, they expect a lot of fireworks, they don't expect much defense. And, um, yeah. That's that's it's a pretty good expectation there. Although you know Houston did show us a little something uh, with their uh, win last week against <clears throat> against New England. I mean they they surprisingly I mean they were not favored in that game. New England was favored to win that game, uh, even though the even though the game was in Houston. And they you know they took care of business. You know they handled they handled their business against New England. And um, Deshaun Watson looked good. Uh, funny thing too. is. But they were at home, so. Yeah, they were at home. I mean, that's, that's why I picked them to win. Won. That's what. Really that's why I picked them to win. I expected. I expected they would win the game, um, and they did. Um, the interesting thing is, I, I think it's interesting because it's, it's it's such a high. It's a line that's that's trending really high, despite the fact that you know, forty to forty percent of the you know of Detroit's team is hurt. Um, Most of them still don't know what still don't know what Kenny, Kenny Galladay's status is going to be for this game. DeAndre Swift was out last week, and he didn't. Um, you know, he was on out of concussion protocol, so who knows what's going to happen there. And this is a team that scored zero points against the Carolina defense <laughs> that had given up everything, <laughs> that had given up a ton of points. See, I was going to bring that yet, up when I went, but thank you for yet for some it. reason, for some reason, you know, we, we've got a high spread. So this is Vegas just kind of toying, just kind of putting the carrot in front of you, um, just, just daring you to to bet the under here. Um, and I'm going to take it. I'm going to I'm going to bet the under because I just don't feel like oh I'm not Houston's not scoring 45 against the Lions. I don't care how bad the Lions are now, um, and the Lions are not going to score zero. But I don't think they'll score enough to cover the 50. So um, it's just two and a half points. Mm. So I'm going to uh, surprisingly enough I'm going to go with Houston again to cover. Um, Matt Stafford is still still banged up. His his, his wrist I know his thumb is still hurting. If DeAndre Swift can't play, then you're looking at another week of the Carrion Johnson, Adrian Peterson plotter fest, uh, which not much coming out of that. And if Kenny Galladay is not there, then, then you know that that negates, you know, uh, Matt Stafford's best best option. So uh, give me give me Houston, and I'll take I'll give the two and a half. All right. And the under. And what do you got to say? Okay. Well, we got te- one hand. We got Texans that actually fired their coach. You know, moved on. 
On the other hand, we got the Lions who should have fired their coach. I know Malik wishes he was gone, right, Malik? No, just you know what? Let him let him go down the sh- down with the ship. You know what? Just just let him. I don't even care about interim coaches from now on. I don't even want no interim coaches. Just let him go down. Let him finish the season three and thirteen or four and twelve or whatever he's going to finish, and then kick kick him out. Kick him out. Let him finish his job. And, and you got Aaron holding up the Chicago Bears on football. But anyway, um, I'm just going to go to the same thing with Malik here. I'm going to go with the um. I'm going to go with Detroit. Wait, you want Detroit in the under, right? No, I'm taking the Texans in the under. You're taking the Texans under? Oh, well, I'm yeah. going to go with the Detroit in the under on this one. I think, right. I think, they, I think they, even though with all the um, the things that you mentioned, Detroit might can actually pull it out. But I'm going to go with Detroit in the under on this one. Oh, don't get me wrong. Detroit can pull it out. Like that. That's The, the thing about this game is that Detroit definitely has an opportunity to pull it out. This is probably – and I was looking at the rest of the team schedule over the course of the over the course of the season. The next five games after this is they're all they're all a, they're all a shit show for Detroit. They're they're not going to win anything. So this is this is this is legitimately their best chance to win another game um, and get to five and five and six. Um, I think probably going to be on the line. Yes, yes, they're yes, before the, before the, before the rug gets pulled out from under them on the rest over the next uh, six weeks. So yeah. So they can absolutely win this game. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. That's why this line is so so close. They could win this game, but I don't think that they will because the last time that these two teams met on Thanksgiving, I want to point this out, was eight years ago when y'all had Megatron, a good team, and y'all made the playoffs, I believe. It was 2012 season. Uh, Texans won that game, right? Covered the spread. Won the game 34-31 in overtime, despite never, ever leading in the game. They were down 7-0, 14-0, 24-14, 31-24, and then they won the game, and they never held a lead at any point. And that was when y'all were good, and you had a good coach. Now, Bill O'Brien's gone, so they have a good coach because they have no coach. There's no coach is better than what they have. Now, the good sign is that Deshaun Watson is their leading rusher. He's also the leading passer, which is never a good sign in professional football. Because they pay the people, you know, kind of have specialists for that. They're called running backs. So the fact that they don't have a running back on the Houston Texans that has 269 yards or more than that, which is what Deshaun Watson has, he's also the leading. Does he have more rushing touchdowns than everyone else? No, he's tied. But he does have 20 TDs and five interceptions. Stafford's playing okay, but he's, like, constantly hurt. So I can't really hate on him. But J.J. Watt has just been making plays. He made a lot of plays last week. I, I'd like to think the Lions would, you know, want to try to win this one because it's an easy cover for them, but I just don't think that they can outscore the Texans. So I'm going to take the Texans minus two and a half. The over-under actually went up a point to 51 and a half, so I guess so many people were betting that because that would be much easier because they saw what you saw Malik and there's not going to be any defense played. So I'm kind of not shocked by that one. But, uh, yeah, Houston Texans, give me the points. Let's do it. Book it. Next up, we got the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Washington football team. And you're down in Texas. What do you got to say? I say flip a coin and move on to the next game. Both of these teams suck. <laughs> but it's, uh, I saw last week, it, it looked like um, Dallas was actually starting to actually form an actual team. It's actually doing something. They definitely This is the, definitely for, for the division here. So. I can see a battle, actual battle, and actually might actually turn into a really good game in this one. But for this one, I'm gonna go with um, Dallas and the over on this one. Actually, no, sorry, Dallas and the under in on this one. 
Okay. Every team in this division has three wins. So depending on how his, this goes in Philadelphia's game later in the week, they're playing the Seahawks at home. So I can't imagine they actually win that game. Like that would be a miracle to me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the Cowboys have to jump on this. Cowboys fact, have to win this. Washington played real, real well against Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati's not a great team, but they've been able to put up points. And, um, uh, it looks like uh, Coy Dallas is actually starting to pick things up right now. I know. Zeke actually played really well last week, which is what I thought was going to happen. I think he can do that again. But Washington's pass rush is pretty nasty, and the Cowboys' offensive line is just it's, – it's not good. Like, they know it's not good. They got better last week, but it still wasn't enough to win. So I'd like to think they want to show out at home, even if they limp into the playoffs at, like, seven and nine. Because I could see them getting three more wins or six. Wow, this division could be won by a six-win team. Ten lost teams going to make the playoffs this year. That is just sorry. That's scary. I know. They're just kind of trash. All right, so I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I'm going to lay the three points. I think this line isn't going to move at all, so there's not, you're not going to see much change. The over-under on this is 45 and a half. I would take the over on that. I think what, Dallas is going to want to run the ball a lot, but Washington may try to do that, but I don't know if they can lean on a young running back. He's, he's probably going to make a mistake. I see Gibson maybe having a fumble, but they're not going to have to lean on one guy like that. Alec, Alex Smith has been playing really well, though, and the Cowboys secondary is kind of trash. So I'd like to take them, but I just – I just don't want to count out the Cowboys on Thanksgiving because they've had so many miracles in the past. And quarterback play has greatly improved. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys, minus three. That's my uh, lock of the week for Thursday. Malik? Dallas <clears throat> Dallas is still the most talented team in this division, um, top to bottom, all yeah. units. All units taken into consideration. Um, there's no reason that they can't beat Washington in, in, a, in a neutral field on a neutral field in Washington and especially at home. So, I mean, <clears throat> and, and as we mentioned last week, I think last week we were talking about this, about the Cowboys when they were going up against, I can't remember who they, who they faced last week. Um, in week 11, they faced, uh, who were they up? Oh, Minnesota. Um, Minnesota. And they, 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 and they took that and they took that game against, against the Vikings team. That was actually hot. That was actually, it had come in pretty hot. Yep. Had won three straight, if I remember correctly. Um, we took that game against them and showed that you know they were, and then they were in the fourth quarter. Showed that they were able to put it together. Um, and so, just like Anthony said, you know they just seem to be putting putting things, you know, in the in the, in the right place at the right time. Philadelphia is trending backwards. The Giants are still, you know, not good enough to to take this division apart and take this division over. And like you said, it's probably going to be won by a six or seven win team. That's gonna you know finish this out. Philly. The only reason that Philly is still uh, ahead in the division right now is because of that tie that they had with Cincinnati um, yeah. way way back when, um, which now is, is is looming pretty large for them because there's no other reason why they should, they, they should not be as bad as they looked the last few weeks. They should not be um, leading in this division. But Dallas right now just looks like the flavor of the week. They look like they're the team. Every week this this division is going to fluctuate, um, where one team is just going to look like the best team and, and the one that's going to come out of it and host a playoff game. And right now they looks like the Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys are going to do that. I think you're right. Um, Alex Smith is playing probably, I won't say the best ball of his career, but he's playing, he's definitely playing some really good ball um, in his comeback, yeah. in his comeback season. 
And, you know, he's obviously going to win comeback player of the year. People said he was going to win comeback player of the year if he just played one snap. And that's, so now he's now that he's played like three games um, yeah. and he started and he's actually played well. You know, he's definitely going to be the comeback player of the year. But that's the only award that the Washington football team is going to win this season is comeback player of the year for Alex Smith. They're not winning anything else of, of any merit. Um, I will say that the interesting uh, the interesting play here is um, <clears throat> Terry McLaurin. I'd love to see. I want to see Terry McLaurin against that Dallas secondary, which Asian pointed out is not very good. Yeah. Um, and I want to see what um, the uh, what the rookie running back can do. Gibson, uh, Antonio Gibson. He's, he's actually five hundred and thirty yards and eighteen. He's, he's been killing. He's him. actually looked really good in these yeah. last couple of weeks. You know, if you've owned him on fantasy, in fantasy, you know he's, been, he's actually been doing his doing his thing and. Um, you know they're spreading the ball around. They're getting getting opportunities. So I think this is going to be a I think this is going to be a good scoring game. Um, but if I had to, I've got to lay the points. I'm going to lay the points. I'm going to give get get it to Dallas. But I'm going to pick Dallas in the over here. All right. So it looks like on. we all agree on Dallas here. Yeah, we agree. The only person who's uh, going the other way is Ant with Detroit on the first one. Mm-hmm. And. That bodes well for me because I'm one game behind Anthony on the season. Let me recap that. <laughs> I have 25 wins with my 41 losses, which is terrible. I'd be surprised if this one game puts me two games ahead of you. Oh, wow. Trash talk <laughs> begins. I, Anthony has 26 wins with his 40 losses, and Malik, with the blistering lead, has 28 wins <laughs> and 38 losses. Amazing. Hey, man. Slow it, slow it. Slow and steady, my friend. Slow and steady. Keep it rolling. So our winning percentage is like a base, a good baseball average. 300, 320, and 340 right here. <laughs> Collectively. So Sign me to that contract. If you're looking for sound betting advice, just take the opposite of Ace, which is Ika, I guess. Go with better him. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, just do the opposite of me. Although, for some reason, I keep getting the early games wrong in the afternoon. I am crushing it in. But the last game of the night, Luckily, the NFL Network is greedy enough to put on a night game. They're going to put it on NBC this year. So when you're done talking to your family about, man, yeah, I haven't seen y'all for the last seven months. How y'all doing? Or if you're doing Thanksgiving by Zoom this year, you can have the game on in the background because the Steelers are going to be hosting the Ravens. And this also is a three-point spread. But surprisingly, the Ravens are a 185 plus 185 underdog on the money line. And I can't understand why because the Steelers – are the only undefeated team left, but we've seen them come back from two games they shouldn't have. And the Ravens played a very complete game last week, except for the last basically seven minutes of the game they gave it away. While Lamar Jackson is talented. They're going on the road. These two teams beat each other up every year. And the Ravens' defense is ready. They just got to – their running backs are getting healthier. They got to decide who's going to take the ball. J.K. Dobbins played amazing last week. For some reason, their wide receivers, whenever I put them in my fantasy lineup, they want to play like trash. I don't put them in. West Need has like three touchdowns and like 400 yards somehow. I put him in. He's got <laughs> two catches, 45 yards. So, I don't know. Assuming that I'm not going to play him this week, just hope, just, you know, listeners at home can count on that. He'll probably have 17 catches for 345 yards. They need to get both of their um, corners are healthy. So, it's not Michael Judon. Michael Judon's the linebacker for Baltimore. My favorite corner in the whole league, Marcus Peters and Malcolm Humphrey. I think they can actually hold down Pittsburgh Steelers receivers. I'm going to take Ravens outright, but I'm give me the three points. I'm going to take the Ravens, and I'm probably going to put a bet in on them with the money line. I think the Ravens win this. That's my lock of the week. 
Thursday. Malik. So if you if you listen to Max Kellerman, um, yeah. well, I'm going to quote Max Kellerman, I first take uh, ES- when it comes to ESPN, ESPN first take host, if you guys listen to him. I've heard of um, him. He, he mentioned, he mentioned a, yeah, I mean, and, and for boxing, he's, he's fantastic. Um, yeah. But one of the things that he mentioned, um, this, was, this was back a few, few weeks ago. Right. Lamar Jackson is 24-1 and one against everyone else in the league. He's 24 and one against teams not named Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and New England. Okay. Against those teams, he is 0 and 6. Really? Which, which highlights Baltimore something. Baltimore is one game me. behind Cleveland right now, I'd like to point out. Right. Which, which highlights something for me is that not that Lamar Jackson's a bad player, because I mean, we all know, you know, he's, he's a fantastic player. He's, he's got, you know, all of the skills that, that you need to be a great player. And he's, a, he's a, you know, he is the reigning MVP of the league. So that's, that has nothing to do with him as a player. But what, it, what I think it definitely has to do with is the fact that the Ravens are a one-dimensional group uh, offense. They, they, they run the football. And when they have to, um, when that's, you know, taken away from them, and they're forced to, to to pass the ball with any kind of regularity. It's a problem, um, yeah. and they're and they're not a team that's built to come back. If you can get a good lead on them, if you can get ahead on them, um, they're not a team that's built to come back because it, it hampers their ability to actually you know play their game plan. Um, two of their running backs are out, uh, likely out for this game: J.K. Dobbins and uh, Mark hurt. Ingram. Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins both are in the COVID nineteen protocol, so that's. Oh. Uh, Meaning that Gus Edwards is going to get the lion's share of the carries. I don't even know if they're now, have they tested the positive, squad. or can they test negative today and tomorrow? Well, it's not enough time. Play. Not oh. enough time. So basically, they got basically. I think the it got Gus found Edwards. out yesterday, and they would need five days of non, you know, of you know, like, like non-positive testing in order for them to be ready to play. Oh. So if this game was on Sunday, then they would the likelihood is, is that they would be able to play. But being that it's Thursday. It's going to be a problem for them, so they're likely not going to be there. It's going to be the Gus Edwards show. Um, mm-hmm. You're looking at you're looking at just a a banged up, battered team that has lost their last two games and has not looked good doing it. Um, Pittsburgh's ten and zero. I mean, they're going to lose at some point in time. Hopefully, it's not in the playoffs. Hopefully, they can ride this wave and they can ride this wave to the Super Bowl. Because I, I hate, you know, I'm a, I'm a Mike Tomlin fan and I like to see his teams, you know, make it and get 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 all the way to the end. Despite how I feel about Roethlisberger. Um, so you know, they're going to lose it, but no, but they're going to lose at some point. Um, I just, I, you know what, it's just, right. it's just something about, it's something about a guy who, who, who appears to be in less shape than I am mm. <laughs> and, and still, it's still, uh, still, you know, you know, competing at a high level. So, you know, I, I give, look, I give him credit for, uh, you know, he's, he's doing it for the fat guys out there, out there in the world. We are all um, a similar age. He just has a much stronger arm. Exactly. Exactly. Also rebuilt. He has a robo arm. He's got like screws he's in his elbow. He's not yeah. a taller. He's like he's like six inches taller than me too. Yeah. I mean it. It you know it works. But um, yeah. I, I mean like I said, Pittsburgh's gonna lose at some point in time. I don't know what the rest of the schedule looks like. This is probably their most you know difficult game for the yeah. next the next six weeks. Um, you know, and so they're gonna lose at some point. I don't think they lose this one, and I think they they covered the spread by three and they've covered the last two weeks they've covered the spread as well yeah um and some of those spreads were pretty large so 
give me uh no, give me... before you before you make your pick i just want to say i looked at the odds again and the line has gone up because so many people were jumping on the steelers the line is now four and a half yep um i'll still take them i'll still take them steelers are at home as well um yes. they're and they're completely healthy baltimore is coming in they're limping in a little bit they're not that healthy i still think baltimore makes the playoffs uh i still think they figure out a way to get in uh, along with Cleveland and Pittsburgh in this division. So this, I think yeah. this is the division that has three teams represented in the playoffs. Um, but I don't see Baltimore winning this week. And, um, yeah, they're going to have to figure out a way to get this, to get the, get the, get the, get the ship. They're just not going to do it against a 10-0 Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh team. That's, that, that, can, that can rush the passer and they can fly all over the field and they can stop that running game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, give me Pittsburgh and I will take the over here because I feel like it's going to be – I think there's going to be some scoring – Okay. And I think it's still going to be relatively close, but I'll give Pittsburgh by six. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, from what I'm seeing, the Ravens are actually a good overall team type of thing. But just like it's been said already, when it comes to passing, they can't really do it. They're really, really one-dimensional. I think the Steelers can stop them. The Steelers got a top-scoring um, offense here. And I think the book is still out on um, Greg Roman right now. For some reason, people figured out his offense. Unless he finds a way to change it around somehow, a top team like the Steelers is definitely going to keep rolling over them. So I'm going to take the Steelers as well, but I'm going to take Steelers in the other. I think – I hear you. I think, really, you're both taking Steelers. All right. Because of the spread increase, I feel a little bit more confident in my pick. And I think I'm really confident Baltimore is going to cover. So I want to point out, the last time that they played – this year was in week eight and the Steelers won 28, 24, which would have given the Ravens the cover if they were getting four and a half that was at home. And these teams have split uh, every time except one year, which was 2017. So out of the last 11 seasons, these teams have both split the home and away. That's how much of a rivalry this has become. This is probably honestly a more contested rivalry than bears Packers than giants, Eagles, than San Francisco, even Seattle, because some of those teams have down years. These teams have been going at it for the better part of the past 15 years, it appears. And they've both been really good over that time. So I'm sticking with my Baltimore pick because they seem to just go back and forth and back and forth. Yeah, the same time, thing happened like that with the Bills and Jets before. Yeah, and with the Ravens, maybe I think that line increase just happens to be everybody jumping on Pittsburgh because they're at home, they're riding high, and they're not going to let up. They're not but I just see this being a much tighter game than this. It probably is a three-point game, so that extra point and a half that you normally would want to buy, the Ravens is going to get that. And Lamar Jackson is their leading rusher. And like I said, that's usually not a good sign. But as long as they can stop that running game, I think they should be okay. All right. Justin Tucker's going to – Justin Tucker's going to – he's going to – Justin Tucker's going to be the, the end of me in this situation. I already know what's going to happen. You think so? I already know he's gonna he's gonna kick he's gonna kick them into into a three point loss or something like something stupid like that. You know, I'm sitting here, I'm gonna be sitting here pissed I'm off that game, I picked like, Pittsburgh. What? what? <laughs> I know exactly. I know that's exactly gonna what? happen. <laughs> what? What the? Oh man, nah. You know what? I think Baltimore's really gonna get on it because I don't know why. I just have I, I, I just they can shut down the run and also they do all these like different things and when you think they're just going to run the entire time, I think they're just going to go more pass heavy because do what they're not expecting. Cause he can throw. They're just not putting him in a good position to do that. So they run a lot of play action, but if you don't have a lot of different running backs to use, even if they're healthy, it's just him and Gus Edwards. 
So they can't give guys rest. So they're not going to be able to just pound the ball like they want to unless there's somebody on the practice squad who's just nasty who we haven't heard of. And when you use your first-round pick on a running back like Dobbins from Ohio State, like clearly you know what your team is about, and that's your identity. Just run, run, run. So they're going to have to do something different, either use wide receivers to run or they're going to run a lot of just going to, you know, a lot of short intermediate passes, get the ball down the field and take up the clock that way. All right. Um, we're almost done. And that's that last game for the Thursday games. Y'all want to do some shout outs here? Y'all ready to go? Shout out to everybody. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy the games. Lions game usually is over by the time you ready to eat, which is good <laughs> because usually they lose and then I'm upset and I'm just hungry and I want to gorge myself for the rest of the day. They typically, this typically winds up working out in my favor. Um, but enjoy the football, enjoy the food, enjoy the family, stay safe. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys on the flip side of this. Uh, we'll record the rest of this, the rest of the show. I think we're recording right after Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, after Thanksgiving, we'll do all the rest of the yeah. games. Yeah, so uh, we'll and see you then, guys on the flip side. Enjoy it. By then, hopefully, I will either be one game behind Malik or two games behind Anthony. <laughs> Unfortunately, either I'll be two games ahead of him, one game behind Malik, or two games behind Anthony if if this all goes wrong for me. And to everybody out there who's having Thanksgiving dinner, even if you can't be with everybody in your family, just remember they're thinking of you as well. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And, you know, shout outs to Big Ben, you know, doing it for the fat people out there. <laughs> hey, look, man. And for the Mac Conference, best player they've best player they've graduated since uh, probably, no, Cleo Mack's probably the best player they've ever graduated, but one of the best uh, Super Bowl winners they've ever put out. We'll leave y'all with that. Peace. Peace. Peace.